Good morning. Good morning. Today's date is September 26th. And Monday is the day. We are already at the end of September. Can you guys believe it? This year is almost out of here. 2022, almost up out of here. You know? Anyway, good morning. And... Got a lot to talk about today concerning the narcissists and the empaths. Stay tuned, everybody. And he is on YouTube. Kind of like an enticing topic, I would say. What it means is this, is you are out of the narcissistic relationship. Again, you understand exactly what you went through. You're putting the pieces of the puzzle together, or a lot of them are together. You're well on your healing path. Each and every day, the bright gets lighter. Each and every day, you get more and more light bulb moments. Each and every day, you understand what you experienced, and that, yes, it is real. You were with a narcissist. Somebody that you didn't even know existed on the planet. The creature, the narcissist that manipulated you, probably took a lot from you, destroyed you. And you, you had to you had to understand all these things. And it took time. It took a lot of time and healing and patience and understanding and education and growth, inner growth. But all these things you did and you're doing consistently, you're doing them daily. I know you are because that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And now you, you get to a point, and many of you are here right now, get to the point where you say wow i offered and i gave up so much to that relationship I gave mm. to that. I let's pause there welcome to rainbow at the end of the rain and today's episode is dealing with the narcissist and the empath before i proceed with this podcast i would like to identify what the narcissist is and what the empath is. The narcissist is the individual who, by whatever reason, for whatever reason, does not allow him or herself to truly feel emotions. Everything with them is mechanical and it is all uh, ulterior motive. I'm going to give you an example of a narcissist. Narcissistic behavior is that person that maybe gets a promotion. They've worked, they work with you, they're a co-worker. They've received a promotion from uh, their boss. However, you, the co-worker, know that this person got the promotion with underhanded tactics and they also were not fitting for the position. But because they made themselves look as if they were competent, they played a role in order to get what it is that they wanted. Now, Ambition is a good thing, but you have to be honest with yourself on qualifications. The narcissist is the one who wants to outshine you. They want to outdo you, and they're not happy about anyone else's success. In a narcissist's mind is constant competition. Because a narcissist is a very insecure person. Overall, someone who hasn't known themselves. And they operate on impulse. Now, the empath is the total opposite of that. The empath is the person that feels everything. The empath is the person that sense ill intent. Even to a point of paranoia. The empath is the person that can feel others' pain. 
Give you an example. Somebody who is around you. And they may not look at your face to know that you're going through something. But they can just sense that you're going through something. And they feel some of what you go through. That is an empath. An empath is someone who most of the time they can't help feeling. They're open. They understand animals. Most empaths are very good with animals and babies. You know, innocent life, pure, innocent life. The empath understands and can reciprocate in that energy. So if you are someone who needs a friend to listen and they care and they want you to get better. You should have good empathic friends. Have an empath as a friend. You know, a true empath. You got some people that will say they're an empath, but that's because they want to be down with what you're going through, which can be compassion. Not necessarily empathic, though. All right, so there is a difference. So now that I've broke down what the narcissist and the empath is, let's get back into the damage that a narcissist can inflict upon a person who's never been experienced with a narcissist. Before I play more of Mark Daly because this is who we're listening to. And you guys can check him out on YouTube, Mark Daly. Uh, he is someone who's helping the empath, the kind, caring, sweetheart, the good person, man or woman, get through the abuse of narcissism. Okay, so I'm going to recommend him. And I'm also going to recommend Mark Survivor, who's also got a lot of great content um, on YouTube as well, where he's helping individuals to overcome the abuse of narcissism. And last but not least, Stefan speaks. Uh, he speaks from a standpoint of relationship. What are the right steps to take in a relationship with another person? Avoiding narcissistic Impulse, avoiding those who just want to play games and waste your time. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is true. The narcissist only wants to waste your time. It's not about love. It's not about building. It's not about endurance. If you've had a narcissist in your life and you thought that it was love and they've been around for years... That's because you are good supply for them. Now, understanding what supply is. Narcissists don't know how to love. They don't. Love is not a part of what they feel. But they do feel need. They are needy. So if you are a source for a narcissist, you are a emotional cushion for them you are what they can wipe their feet off on you are what they can let their um, rage out on you are who they let all their sexual intensity out on and it's unfortunate you got some people that don't know their words so they're happy with just sexual intensity it's not love it's not even attraction it's none of those things it's equivalent to the person that is a nymphomaniac. So it's not about it feels good. It's not about you feel good. It's not about I like you. It's not about any of that. It's simply they're chasing a high. Let me hit on this right quick. And then we're going to get back to the narcissist and the empath. And I'm going to let you guys in the next segment hear some more of these warriors against narcissism. But let me say this right quick about nymphomaniac uh, behavior. Nymphomaniacs chase a dopamine high. 
So the busting of the nut isn't, you know, oh, I really just like you. A nymphomaniac will have sex with anyone or anything just for that rush. It's considered an illness, a mental illness, to be a true nymphomaniac. You know, we make fun of it. You know, people who say they like to have sex a lot. No, nymphomania is something way different. It's not just a sexual aspect. It's a mental aspect that becomes abuse. With the narcissist, their sexual prowess or their sexual energy is very similar to that. If you are a woman and you're dating a narcissistic man, he'll tell you he loves you because he'll have sex with you a lot. But it's not love. It's also a form of control. A narcissist uses sex. They use money. They use other people like flying monkeys, which I'll also get more into in this podcast, the flying monkey and their job in order to accomplish a mission. And it's not about love. Ladies and gentlemen, love has nothing to do with it. More information here, Rainbow at the End of the Rain, about the narcissist and the empath in the next segment. All right, let's pause the video there. And uh, for those of you all who are just tuning in in this segment, Rainbow at the End of the Rain, today's segment is dealing with the narcissist and the empath. We're covering the narcissist first, and you just heard publication on YouTube from Mark Survivor. Shouting out Mark Survivor on YouTube. Check out his content. He is definitely a warrior in this fight against narcissism. Now, let's hit on that key point that he just touched on. The narcissist does not ghost or silent treatment or the other tools that they use. They don't use those things because they care and they're working things out. Those tools are tools of control. 
If they're unable to control you with money, if they're unable to control you with love bombing, if they're unable to control you with flying monkeys, then they will ghost or put you on silent treatment. Now, the purpose of that is supposed to make you feel off balance. You're supposed to feel lost. You're not supposed to know what the energy is. It's a form of confusion. And generally what the narcissist does after they ghost you or put you on silent treatment, when they do talk to you, they've conjured up a reason for why they ghosted you or why they put you on silent treatment. (laughs) Okay, I shouldn't laugh, but I'm speaking as I'm thinking. I am a survivor of a narcissistic online relationship. So when the giggle is 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 reflexive. It is the truth in that when a narcissist cannot use you, they will get quiet. And they're still around. I want my listeners, my ladies and my gentlemen that are empaths, I want you all to listen now. The narcissist is still around you. They're on your social media under some fake account. If you've got family members, they're in their social media with a fake account stirring up trouble. They may set up prank phone calls. You'll get odd phone calls. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. You'll get phone calls from different numbers when you are not talking to them. All of a sudden, they'll come back. Now, back to the point that I was mentioning. They will find a reason to make you at fault as to why they ghosted you. Why they haven't heard from you. Why you haven't heard from them. And the other thing a narcissist will do. When they realize that they can't beat you. Because it's a competition with them. <laughs> it's it's never sincerity with a narcissist. It's always games with them. And they work with others too. That's something you, you, you know, the empath must learn. There's so much to cover today. So this podcast is going to be chock full of information. Um, and I'll, I'll cover the flying monkey. That needs to, that's a segment that needs to be covered all by itself. And I'll, I'll get to that. But speaking on the narcissist and their actions, As Mark Survivor shared with you all, they aren't quiet because they found a better person. They aren't quiet because they found love. They aren't ghosting you because things are finally working out for them. They're ghosting you because they're hoping to find something else that will make you feel a certain way or look a certain way. This is why they use the flying monkeys. They're looking for a way to say, hey, I know I was never good enough for you. I know I never had the right intentions when it came to you. I know this, but how did you know it? So let me try to outdo you since you beat my mind up with the truth. Because that's how they think. You know, with narcissists, it's always a mental game with them that they want you to play. Uh, You know, ghost game, how you feel today game. Are we good game? What did I do wrong game? Yeah, they play a lot of different games. A lot of them. And when you beat them at their game... They become enraged. Enraged. Now, is that insanity? Is narcissism a condition that should be listed as a mental condition? It's a personality disorder. But is it listed as a psychopathy? And should it be? I leave that question to the experts, but I will be back in the next segment and we're going to cover 
the flying monkeys in the next segment. Because, yes, for those of you all who are in this battle with narcissists, you're in the battle with the flying monkeys, too. So I'll be back to you guys and girlies with what you need. Tools you can use to fight the infamous narcissist. Here, Rainbow at the end of the rain. I'll be back in a minute. rainbow at the end of the rain and today's topic is the narcissist and the empath and in this particular segment i am covering the flying monkey i know a lot of y'all when you hear the term flying monkey you think of the wizard of oz i know i do and them flying monkeys right the flying monkeys they're real Ladies and gentlemen, the flying monkeys are real and they look like you and I. Some got on weave and eyelashes that look like paintbrushes. Some of them got on foundation so that their dark skin look three times lighter because they don't like themselves. Some of them got on different revealing clothes. I'm speaking of the women flying monkeys right now. Some of them have on very sexually revealing clothes. Some of them work little jobs like hot dog on a stick. Yes, I said it. <laughs> I ain't scared of you, bitch. <laughs> Anywho, you know, they're flying monkeys, though. The point is they're flying monkeys. And the purpose of the flying monkey is to support the insecure narcissist, dude. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the flying monkey could have jealousy issues of you. You have something going on. The flying monkey is around. You know, the narcissist is using their insecurity as supposed to be a weapon towards you. And it may not work. So let's get into what flying monkeys do. Let's get off into the acts of the flying monkey. Most of the flying monkeys are narcissists as well. Let's give a male example of a flying monkey. So you got a female that rejected a dude. And a guy didn't know how to handle the rejection. Remember, narcissists don't fall in love anyway. Love is not a part of their repertoire. They don't know what love is. They'll tell you not their mouth when they're honest. It's against their religion, right? So you have a female and she has a narcissist male that's on her. She rejects him, right? So he does things like contact her family on Facebook. He does things like make prank phone calls. He does things like try to call different places of employment that you or your family members may have because he couldn't get his way. You get what I'm saying? See, that's the that's the narcissist and the flying monkey. The female, she likes to do. The dude will use her because it's all about using. It's all about emotional supply. Not out of love, out of insecurity. These people operate out of low self-esteem and insecurities. Okay, the flying monkey and the narcissism speaking of. So they do things. Excessive gossiping. Baby, online is chock full of narcissists and flying monkeys that want you to feel some kind of way about them and what they're doing. It's crazy, right? You got to be better than that. If I'm speaking to somebody in this podcast that's going through some things, I might not sound like a person of compassion being an empath, but I'm telling you what I know from experience. You got to get past that. You got to get past the, I gave all I can to the narcissist. I really cared about the narcissist. 
I showed I cared about the narcissist. You got to get past all of that. Because it's not about you when it comes to you dealing with a narcissist. It's not about you and the kind of person you really and truly are. It's about what they can get out of you. And as you've heard with Mark Survivor in a earlier piece of this podcast, when they when they ghost you, they silence you. It's not because you're not worth them. You might be worth more than their time and what they have to offer. They're looking for a better fit as far as the misuse of emotion and the parasitical behavior. That's what they're looking for. Flying monkeys can also be individuals who not only suffer from jealousy and insecurity, but mental health diagnosed mental health issues. Let me take you all back to a childhood example of flying monkeys and narcissism. Bullying. Yes, I said it. Bullying. Your average schoolyard bullying is bouts of narcissism. You got somebody that feels as if they should be acknowledged for something that they're not acknowledged for. So they use what they perceive as the weakness of another individual to try to boost their self-worth. And then they use others, which we call dozers back in my day. You know, the medical terminology for them is flying monkeys. I call them dozers. Yeah, I call them, you know, stewards, stooges, uh, you know, followers. Their purpose is to edify the narcissist. Their purpose is to make the narcissist seem powerful. So I'm speaking to anybody in this podcast that's dealing with this kind of behavior. If you're a parent and you're dealing with children being bullied, help your child to understand what they're up against as far as with narcissism. Because it starts there. Um, At some point, I may make a podcast interviewing some parents and talking to them about how they work with their children with bullying. Because this narcissism verges off into that too. So, the uh, intention of the narcissist is to get out of anybody they can what they want. Again, I will hit on the narcissist being generous financially. I had one narcissist tell me that he actually gave women money online. And the reason for why he gave out a lot of money to different women online is because he felt sorry for them. They were single women. They got these kids. He's not looking at, you know, maybe these single women are really raising their children Their children are successful. He's not looking at that. His mindset is, oh, you're a woman. It's no way you can raise these kids and they be okay. I'm I'm better than that because I'm a man. I'm better than you and I know what to do because I'm a man. So I'm going to send you some money and because I know you need it. Because I know that you'll do anything for this money. Does this sound familiar to anybody that may be listening on how a narcissist thinks? It's not about you and your abilities and what you wish to do or what you can even do. It's not even about that. It's they have to put themselves in a grandiose position when when you're dealing with a grandiose narcissist. Who's going to try to tell you no matter what you do, you're not greater than them. No matter what you do, what they have and what they're about is going to always be greater than you. That is classic, grandiose, narcissistic behavior. And I want y'all to be careful. Um, 
therapy helps the narcissist. But the average narcissist will not go to therapy. I will tell you that too. The average narcissist that you know will not go and sit down and enjoy therapy to where they become more neutralized. They're not going to do that because the narcissist feels that their power is in pretentious persuasion. Their power is in grandiose uh, ideologies or idyllics when it comes to the narcissist. So they're not going to sit down and say, hey, look, you know, I've been a jerk. I've been a bitch. I've been an asshole. I've been a nasty slut because I'm a narcissist. I don't care about my two kids. Whatever your story is, you're not going to sit down and say, hey, you need to work it out as a person. And become a better person for the people around you and the people that know you. Which in a lot of cases, it's unfortunate to get to know a narcissist because the mask slips. Another terminology. The mask slip. Narcissists wear masks. They wear uh, different faces for the world. They'll put on the friendly face if they want you to believe that they're a nice, caring, kind, compassionate person. They'll put on a uh, friendly face if they want you to confide in them and get extra comfortable with them and confide in who you are. And all of that is gathering of information, just so you understand how the narcissist thinks. It's about gathering information about you so that they can find something to belittle you with. You can share with a narcissist a story of overcoming, of triumph. The narcissist isn't going to see the triumph. They're going to see the struggle, even though you've overcome. So if I'm speaking to somebody, I want you to be fully aware and equipped of what it is that you are up against. When you're dealing with the narcissist. And when you're dealing with flying monkeys. Next segment. The empath. And how to use your empathic abilities. To whoop the mind of the narcissist. And send the flying monkeys back to hell. Thank you for listening to Rainbow at the end of the rain. And I'll be back. path welcome back to rainbow at the end of the rain you can check out my youtube channel under rochelle wells and um i have a video there called ask the empath you can check that out i also have other materials up there for the coin collectors those who like your money and you want to learn more about currencies Check me out on YouTube um, and Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Raw7, Rochelle Wells on TikTok, Rochelle Wells on YouTube, this podcast, Rainbow at the End of the Rain, of course, and let's keep it moving in the spirit of productivity, all right? So... This segment, I'm going to talk about the empath. The empath is that very caring, sometimes overly emotional person. You know, it is an acquired skill, I would say. Learning how to control your emotions. Because the thing with empaths is we feel everything. And it's not always that you want to feel some of the things you do. They just kind of hit you, you know, and you learn how to work with those things that you feel. What burns a narcissist up is that you see them. An empath can very easily see a narcissist. The thing about it is 
a lot of times the empath will try to help the narcissist because empaths have this in them to where they want to help everybody. They want to heal everybody. They want to fix everybody. And that is the downside to being empathic. Empathy is a good thing, but we can't heal the world. We can't always save the world, even though we want to. <laughs> we want every everybody to smile. We want everything to be good. We want it to always be wonderful. But that is not reality. So what the empath can do is they can control their own environment. They can try to have that peace and tranquility around them. The narcissist knows this, though. That's the thing about the narcissist. The narcissist knows that the empath wants peace. That's what draws the narcissist to the empath. That loving, sweet energy. Now, there's two, two ways in which the narcissist will perceive an empath. One will be to suck all the energy out of the empath. Because they want that. It's like bees to honey. You know what I mean? Um, or, or bears to honey. I Bears to honey. How bears are about honey. Okay. That's the narcissist to the empath. Okay, you got this sweetness. I want to feel it. I want to know it. I want to appreciate it. I want to destroy it. I want to break you. Who the hell you think you are? You still feel something. You still forgive people. You still got a heart. Who the hell do you think you are? See, that's the thought of the narcissist. So when the narcissist come to you, he or she, he or she, when they come to you, they're coming to you in order to try to take that away from you because they don't have that. Narcissists don't have that compassion, like I stated before. And their empathy, so they envy it in other people. So they'll try to find a way to break you down. If you recall, for those who have listened to the earlier portion of today's segment, today's podcast, I spoke on how the narcissist feels that there is an entitlement to breaking your heart. They feel that you are abnormal, you are weak because you still feel something and you feel something for them. So what they would do is they would drag you. They'll drag you by all kind of game tactics. And if the narcissist can't do it mentally or attempt to do it emotionally, the narcissist will become physical. You've got a lot of battered women that are physically abused by narcissists. They may have been empathic or even a narcissist themselves. But we're dealing with the counterpart, the male counterpart of a narcissist. They're going to show you all kind of aggression because that's what they're made of. That's what they feel, if we could talk about feeling. They don't feel emotions like, oh, a newborn baby. Oh, you know, tears coming down the eyes because a life is, a brand new life has entered the world. You know what I mean? Or a uh, little kitten or something sweet. Uh, y'all know it's a, a lot of wonderful things that happen. A narcissist misses all of that. Because they don't have the emotion for it. Okay? So the empath. What the empath does is the empath gives freely these emotions because that's who they are. But if an empath is certain about who they are and they are fortuitous, then when the narcissist come with a bull... The empath is up out of there. And they can still care. The empath can have feelings. They can love. But they are up out of there. Because they know. When they've seen. They've seen that the mask slip. 
of the narcissist. They know that the narcissist only wants that honey, the bare necessities, okay? They want that honey. And they want it because it tastes good, not because they're going to appreciate it. That empath is up out of there if she got sense or if he got sense. An empath knows that there's too much going on in the world to do. Rather than to throw away your pearl to one swine, no matter how much you love them. No matter how much you feel you love them. The empath can also defend themselves against the narcissist by not giving them any emotion. For example, narcissists are good at... They take their little time off, their little ghosting periods, and then when they come back, they have to try to make the empath feel some kind of way. It's called fogging. So this podcast is educating as well as venting. It's giving tools of what you need. But it's called fogging. The narcissists try what they call the fogging technique. Okay, I haven't been around you for a minute. I haven't talked to you for a minute. But I want to bring to mind the last time we talked and what you did to make me mad. See, that's supposed to make the empath say, oh, I, oh, I, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't know. I, I, you know, that's what they want. That's what they want out the empath. But see, when you get an empath that'll say, oh, well, listen, I know exactly what I said to you. I know the fashion in which the conversation went, and that's not true. You stick it to the narcissist. You stick it to them. Boom! Nail right in that coffin. Lay your dead ass down in that coffin. Stick it to the ass. Stick it to them. What did God say? Here's the truth, the way, and the light. When you bring the truth to a narcissist, they have no rebuttal. They can't hide. Nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. You ain't got nowhere to run and nowhere to hide when the truth is staring you right in your face, narcissist. And guess what? My goal, narcissist, is to help all empaths. Baby empaths. One's not yet born so that they are not victimized by heartless, soulless, highly ambitious, hateful individuals like yourselves. The empath understand things happen in life. Things happen to everybody in life. And we all got to deal with shortcomings what we don't have, what we do have, we don't know how to do with it, you know, fucked up situations. We all have to learn how to deal. And what right, how dare you feel like you're entitled enough to try to take some precious, like compassion and understanding, away from another person to try to harden their heart because you lost your heart. How dare you? How dare ya? And guess what? Shame on you. Because it's not always going to work. <laughs> I'll be back with the last segment for today's podcast. The rainbow at the end of the rain here. A few words, couple of commentaries, couple things. Resources also. Resources. I decided I'm going to try to give out some resources. For the empath and for the narcissist. If the narcissist will use the resources. Nine times out of ten they won't. But I'll be back. Rainbow at the end of the rain. Back with you in a minute.
What's going on, Rainbowites? Happy Monday to y'all, September 26th. I hope y'all have a good weekend moving forward. Good week, my bad. Just coming out the weekend. I hope y'all have a good week, you know, moving forward. Really. Wrapping up today's podcast, we have covered narcissists and empaths and leaving you guys with a few tools, more tools you can use. Empaths, if you are in an abusive relationship with a narcissist, I want to make sure I get this out here because narcissists, when they cannot control you, they can become aggressive. It becomes physical and they will try to tell you it is your fault. They will try to make you feel some kind of guilt because they are physically abusing you. Get out of that situation, ladies. I'm speaking to my women empaths right now who think that they are in love with some narcissistic man who's probably gay, sucking some dick behind your back, trying to tell you you crazy for telling him that you know this happens. Because the narcissist is in a whole world of their own. They're not thinking in terms of what's right or wrong. In the mind of a narcissist, right or wrong, they don't have that as moral compasses. Right or wrong is just what they feel like doing at the time. So any women, my any of my women empaths, please free yourself, please. Please free yourself. Please get away from the narcissist. If he's got you wrapped up to where he got you feeling like you can use him for little things here and there, that's a form of control and power. And what he's saying to you is you got to still deal with his bullshit because you need him. If you can, try to put yourself in a situation where you don't need this narcissist, where you don't need this person to where you could do for yourself. And it's okay to start out small. It's okay to start out with baby steps. When you're coming out of a situation, it's unrealistic to expect that everything is just going to work out immediately because that's just not how life works. It takes work. You have to apply the effort in order to straighten things out. The narcissist, once you get rid of them, they may come back. Very often they do. Because again, as I've covered with the narcissist in today's podcast, the narcissist operate on a need for validation and acceptance. It has nothing to do with what's best for you or what's best for them or the two of you all at all, at all. That's not a part of the issue. I've heard of narcissists getting married to people because of what they had. I hope I'm reaching somebody today. I've heard a story of a narcissist that married a individual because of what she had. He knew that this woman, he could charm and love bomb the hell up out of her. And he married her. There was insinuations of child molestation that popped up in in their scenario. Cheating popped up in their scenario. Depression became prevalent in their scenario. The narcissists don't have anything that they want to do but to please themselves and they hate themselves they hate themselves so it's not about what's best for you or them so any female stop fooling yourself and thinking that this man is going to change if he's a narcissist he's not ever going to change The flying monkeys can be his family member also. I want to mention this in this last segment. I don't want to miss anything. I'm overturning all the rocks. All of these big rocks. So you can see the monsters that live underneath them. Okay? Narcissists can have enabling family members. A lot of times they will use the family member to validate a point of theirs. 
And obviously, that family member is somebody they paid off. As I mentioned before, narcissists will give money. If they feel that that money is a form of, of control, they will use money to control the situation. They will use their family to try to paint themselves out to be a better person than what they are to you. Don't listen to the family. Trust me when I say any real mother or real father that knows their children knows what kind of persons their children are, their children can be from childhood into adulthood. So you can't even trust the family members of the narcissist because they think is they being snow job. Their brain is being played with by the narcissist. The narcissist is only showing them a certain face. The narcissist showed you that his or her mask slips all the time because they've gotten comfortable with you. But with the enabler, say, for example, it's a situation of a struggling family. The narcissist will put themselves in a position to where they're the breadwinner so that they can look like the hero, thereby giving them room to be the asshole that they really are when their family's not looking. So women, those that care about yourself, know that you are beautiful. As a woman, we contribute certain gifts to this earth in energy, in spirit, in physicality. To be a woman, to be a woman. We are the possessors of a lot of different energies, but guess what? To be a woman is understanding and embracing your femininity, your soft side, you know, your delicate energy. Embrace all that. Don't let some narcissist man make you hard where you like a dude. You cussing and drinking beer like a man. <laughs> Don't let a narcissist do that to you, ladies. Don't let a narcissist man make you feel like you're not pretty enough. Your gifts aren't powerful enough. You're not good enough. Don't let that narcissist make you feel like that. Because nine times out of ten, he's not all he's cracked himself up to be in your eyes. Trust me, I know. Ladies, what do you do when you have a narcissist that tells you when you crack them good enough? You let them know it's not what they thought. It ain't all sweet like they thought it. How do you handle it when they say, Oh, you know, I know you're not going to be happy with me. Within 30 days, I know I would try to make you miserable. How do you handle that? How do you handle it when the person that you talk to says, uh, Well, you know, I can't win an argument with you. No matter what I do, I can't win an argument. I tell you what you do, ladies. This is your free resource, I promised you. Leave that asshole alone. Leave him to his, if it's homo, you know, uh, homosexual fantasize. If it's pedophiliac fantasize, which I, I really hope that the law would allow people to beat the hell out these pedophiles. I said it right here on my own podcast. It's my podcast. And these are my views, and it may not be the views reflected of those individuals who allow me this platform. But I'm saying... I don't pedophile somebody, you know, the narcissist that's got the pedophilic, uh, idyllic that's getting with women, with kids because they want to be able to covertly molest a kid. Oh, you deserve to get your head cracked down to the white meat. And the law shouldn't have nothing to do with it. There it is. There's your free resource empaths on how to deal with a sick narcissist. I would say counseling. They don't care about none of that. They're not going to nobody's counseling. They're not going to do it because they don't think they have a problem. Crack that head to the white meat like my friend Bernie Mac said. Rest in peace right out of Chicago. Rest in peace to them. Down to the white meat. Y'all have a good week. Take care of yourselves. Last word for the 
male empaths that had these female narcissists. They want you to jump through hoops, fuck what you got to do. You got to work. You got business to take care of. They want you to jump through hoops and they want you to buy they, uh, their uh, paintbrush eyelashes if you care, if you act like you love them. <laughs> and they want you to buy their plastic to put on top of their head so they pretend like it's their hair. And they want you to buy all these other things to make them like themselves so they can go and get another man. Tell that lady kick rocks. Kick rocks immediately. Her and them kids. Hello. Because we living in real life here. We ain't got time to play no games with grown-ups that don't want to be grown. Real talk for all of y'all. Love y'all. Rainbow at the end of the rain. Y'all have a good week, Rainbow Ice, and I'm out. Welcome back, y'all. Rainbow at the end of the rain. Thank y'all, Rainbowites, for returning, listening, spreading the word about this podcast to your friends so that they can listen and be entertained and educated. And I'm back with the final words on the narcissist and the empath. The thing that I want to share about the narcissist for the women who are battered and abused by narcissistic men, it's not going to get better. You're not going to love them enough, support them enough, listen enough accept enough for that narcissist to change they're not going to it's an unfortunate situation when you have and I'm speaking to the women empaths right now I will hit on the men it's unfortunate when you have a woman getting her soul sucked up out of her by a narcissistic man A woman who had things that she liked, poetry, art, drawing, making things, singing, people, animals, just a generalized love for self and life. It's a sad thing when you see a woman like that change into a cussing, alcoholic, drug addict, angry bitter, jaded woman. It's hard for society to look at, for those of us who truly understand what we're looking at. It's the breaking of a psyche of our women. And I will say narcissism is a major part of that. Women who are dealing with men who hypersexualize them, Men who only use them for sexual venting and outlets and who tell them that they're not validated as a woman unless they're being used as a piece of sexual meat. I am a feminine woman. However, I am not with feminist movement per se. I recognize things for what they are. I call them out as to what they are. And to show me that you love me and care about me as a woman isn't always trying to hop up and down on me. Sex is great, but all sex isn't good. And you can't use your dick as a weapon or tool to control me. See, the other part about an empathic woman is I see your energy intention. Just lust, you just want to bust a nut. I don't mean shit to you. I don't need that energy from you. I don't need your penis to feel like I'm sexy. I don't need that. Narcissists look for that in women. They look for that element of, oh, you, you know, you don't feel attractive. Well, you're not attractive unless I say you're attractive and if I want to have sex with you. 
with narcissist bulletin board, loudspeaker, bullhorn, who said that I got to submit to you? What make you special? You see what I'm saying? The attitude that the woman should have, a woman who loves herself, a woman who still has feelings, you still got to nurture. Our job, women, is still to nurture. That nurturing aspect is only going to come from our chromosomes. You all know this, right? That's not to say a man can't nurture, but we are groomed, we are created, designed to nurture. That's an inner something that comes right from the feminine or the women energy. You're dealing with a narcissist. He's trying to tear all of that down from you. He wants you to be bitter. He wants you to be angry. He wants you to represent an unstable creature. He want to hear you always unhappy. Because a narcissistic man that don't love himself don't want to see excellence in you. If he met you and he said he saw some things in you that he liked, oh, he meant that to an extent. What he's telling you is that's his target. Those things about you are what he's going to target to destroy in you and take away from you. I hope I'm reaching a woman, a female, a little girl, mother, sister, aunt, niece, that can help somebody that's in a situation dealing with a narcissist. As I stated before, I will say it until y'all get it. A narcissist male, a narcissistic male, if he can't use his money, if he can't use his dick, if he can't use his words, if he can't use those tools called flying monkeys, he will beat the shit out of you. Some of you women have already been battered. Some of you all are already going through being beaten up by a man. Most of them suffer narcissistic syndromes, personality disorders. Most of the men that whoop y'all asses are narcissists. I'm trying to help y'all. I've never been abused by a man, I thank God, and I'm not belittling any woman who has. It's a hurtful thing to even be a family member of somebody who's been abused, physically abused by a partner. You've got men who go through battering too from narcissistic women. It's not as heard of, but it happens. You've got a woman who's been insecure most of her life. She might have been a big, tall woman. And the world made her feel less feminine because she's big and she's tall. So they they uh, made her equivalent to a man in some kind of way. So now she's got these hard ways about herself. She's questioning her sexuality. Was she meant to be a woman because she's tall? And she's got these big hands or big feet. If you're a woman... You're a woman, regardless to your physical features. What defines a man and a woman? The sex. And I'm going with God. I'm not going with the world. I'm not going with demonic, what they trying to do. I'm going to tell you what the difference is because I know. If you were born with two sets of lips, you got a labias between your thighs, your upper thighs, you are a woman. If you've got a schlong and balls, you are a man. Okay? There's the two differences. God made it so. Another person can't tell you who to be, how to be, what to be. When God made you who you are already. So maybe you've got women that's going through some type of insecurity issues. It might not be the scenario given. It could be another scenario. They meet a man. That man is empathic. He's very sweet. He's very caring. He's sensitive. The woman is not used to that from a man, so she starts abusing him. She is just as wrong as the narcissistic abusing-ass man. She's no better. The woman that will sit up and cheat on your man because you say he's too nice and he treats you too good, you are a narcissistic female and you need to be by yourself. 
just like a narcissistic man needs to spend time alone. But because most narcissists don't like alone time, they hate and they fear rejection. They will use anybody that they can as some kind of emotional supply, not love, not even concern or real care, just something to do. When you have publications where people are talking about the narcissist, these are not people who are trying to vilify human beings. These are people who have gone through something by way of what was found to be a narcissist. And I'm going to tell you something. Human nature is to care, to have compassion. The narcissist, they forfeit their heart. They forfeit their soul for power. So that you all know exactly what you're up against. Empaths, strengthen yourself. You've got other energies that you can engage in that can serve as a form of strength for you. It could be music. It could be creative, other creative energies. It could be helping people. It could be teaching. It could be detailing. It could be those things that you really feel a gift for, an aptitude for. You feel good about it, a passion about it, and you'll dedicate yourself to it. Those energies help to build you. They build you up. Okay, empath. If you're dealing with a narcissist, I'm not going to get tired of telling you. Leave them alone. Leave the narcissist alone. It's unfortunate that the world that we live in says it's okay to be hateful and mean-spirited. Those two things are celebrated. But if you're an empath, you, you know that that's against your natural energy. So you're not going to want to participate. How you maintain your independence, being yourself, separate yourself from that. When you see it's not working, leave it be. You can't worry about the next person and what they're going to do. All you can't do, maybe, is try to warn them. If they're not listening, you got to let it go. You got a girlfriend, she liked that dude that seemed like he rough and mean and hateful. She liked his energy. Once you tell her, hey, that's a narcissist, he gonna beat the shit out you or kill you and she don't listen, you gotta let that bitch go. Sorry, let that bitch have it. She want it, let her have it. Same thing with the men. Gentlemen, if you got a friend and you trying to tell him about this narcissistic, nasty-ass female that don't care about anything or anybody. And he said, oh, but the ass is fat and I like her weave and I like how she got them paintbrushes over her eyes. Hey, if that man tell you he want to stick his dick in that hearse, you going to let him do it. It's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. You can't stop him. Strength to the empath, empowerment to you always. May the force be with you, sounding just like Star Wars. How y'all doing, my Rainbowites? Catch y'all next podcast. And thank you for listening to Rainbow at the End of the Rain. Y'all have a good week.